Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. My name is Edward, uh, named after my father, a trail OG. Shout out to my mama for making that, that decision. Um, triple salute to my grandmother as well for helping raise me. Um, as always, we don't take y'all uh, coming back to listen to us for granted. And if you are a new listener, uh, we definitely, um, we vow to uh, make you respect the game, whether you hate our conversation, whether you uh, love our conversation. The conversation uh, is a promise to make you respect the game. Please make sure you go follow at Stats for all your up-to-date sports coverage, high school level, uh, collegiate level, pro level, uh, Olympic level as well. Uh, don't want to miss out. I'm going to keep y'all up, up to date on everything that's going on out here in the uh, sports world. Um, and yeah, as always, what is a podcast without your bros? Hey, man, Sean Hoy is a man, charismatic, good, excellent, satisfying. That's Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Cash App, all of that. Let's go. Yo, it's the host with the most that blows the most smoke, Black Beast, the rap plug, the hip hop plug the host of Talking Smoke. Be sure to go check that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get the dope-ass podcast from. Let's go, baby. Join everyone. This is Coach Johnson. I am the husband of Jordan. I am the father of Harper and Deuce, and I am here to bring the controversy and to help you reason out your thoughts just a little bit better. Good afternoon, beautiful people. I am the one and only Spadation Xavier Miles, and on behalf of me and my guys, we want to say Thank you for being here. Take it away, Edward. Yo, all right, man. Black Peace, go ahead and get us started off with, uh, you know, what's been going on in uh, the hip-hop world uh, with that baby. Well, um, first of all, it's been uh, the Rolling Loud concert. Uh, been the, the most bomb concert uh, this summer. as a, a big hit list. With that list, you have the baby. The baby did it in one of the performances where he uh, made some comments, and uh, a bit of them, uh, a few of them were homophobic. Um, he went. He was on, on along the lines of saying that uh, if he wasn't in the car, giving head, you know, what I'm saying, being you know, a male in that situation, on male, uh, put your hands up. A lot of people didn't like that. Um, he also did say other things, but that one in particular took him under fire. Uh, I do feel like that was that in particular line, in, that one in particular line he said was taken out of context. Me personally, I do feel like he wasn't targeting necessarily the full-blown gay community. If he was, at at worst, uh, at worst, I think he was targeting the uh, quote-unquote down low guys in the situation. Um, now, is it? I'm not going to pass my judgment on if that's a right comment or not. But I do feel like he wasn't targeting the whole entire community when he was making that situation. But like he was targeting the people that were, uh, how would you say, kind of wasting people's time and uh, destroying homes, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, man, he's, uh, he's gotten kicked off of, I believe, three concerts and got dropped from uh, different signings he was supposed to be doing. And it's just, it, it's, it's declining, but Hell, the baby has got a body under his name, so uh, I don't think it's too much you can uh, put past this man. I think he's gonna he's gonna persevere. He's gonna stay sturdy. He's gonna be a uh, locked in forward as far as the situation goes. And I mean, uh, I feel like Sean Hart is like my uh, my uh, co-conspirator when it comes to hip hop. So I'm gonna let him take it away from this point. 
I know you got me lined up. Oh, man. Contrary to popular belief, I'm going to be short and brief. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we all know the type of society uh, that we live in and certain things are okay. And then, you know, certain things aren't. And, he, you know, you have to be real particular and careful when you, you know, speak about, you know, other people and their lifestyles and, you know, who may live in, you know, a country, you know, so... Um, you just got to be more cognizant, man. Um, like Kevin Gates had an excerpt from, uh, you know, a, a dialogue conversation he had with a judge that was presiding over one of his cases. I believe the judge told him something synonymous to uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So, you know, with that being said, man, just because, you know, we may be ignorant on the subject, I feel like, in my opinion, that's even more reason not to kind of speak and expound on it. But I think it, it was so casual, right? It's so easy to kind of say whatever when you, you know, you at your own concert, headline your own concert. And, um, you know, you have the, you know, the freedom of speech as we do. But, you know, just because we have the freedom to say things don't, don't make it right and don't make it go to where we don't offend other people. Um, I just try to keep my hands far away from the shit, man. Like, I'm not a sensitive person. So I, I'm not going to say it was just so you know, detrimental, but hey, you know, again, I don't subscribe to that lifestyle. So, you know, those comments didn't affect me, but people who do, you know, live that way. And again, I'm all for people living how they want to live. So, you know, you can't disrespect certain people and, you know, you really can't disrespect anybody. Disrespect is, you know, um, not called for, but I do believe we live in a powder puff society. So did I feel like it was over-exaggerated and um over you know overblown in my personal opinion yeah but him being of the stature he is it's just certain shit you can't say it's like it's like sorry to catch up but it's like before when we was having the argument about me saying that such and such should be canceled and then y'all was like but the nigga apologized i was like oh he apologized oh well don't cancel it's just that's the simple in play you know what i mean but this is a this is a, an example of how cancel culture can, you know, it's, 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 it's starting to get taken out of hand a little bit because now we're not even to have, we're not even able to have freedom of speech without y'all feeling like y'all God and y'all could do some shit to our lives because we hurt y'all feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I do fucked up shit all the time. The Lord still loves me, still forgive me, and he still bless me. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Uh, society sadly doesn't subscribe to to that. They don't live under that. Hey, and what all, you should subscribe to yeah. is righteous and unrighteous. And it's either going to fall in between righteous or unjust or unrighteous, bro. That's it. Good, good or evil. You up can, or down. Left or right. Like, you you niggas cannot be pass a disrespectful opinion. Though it's your <laughs> constitutional right, just know with that right, comes uh some repercussions and uh you know consequences good or bad so right if if you if you don't know that nigga don't it. take it the wrong way even though you don't try to offend him at all he just took it the wrong way reached got offended and now it's cancel culture to come come for you like come on bro uh, the nigga ain't he ain't raping bitches he ain't molesting hoes <laughs> come on stuff that y'all need to be me too and niggas for my boy just rapping it's like 
it's like the only way you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, and you can't, you can barely do it now, is if you're a comedian, bro. Is if a nigga was like, ah, oh, he just joking, bro. He just he couldn't possibly. That's the only way. And then and then even with you being a comedian, you gotta tread lightly now. And that's bullshit. Yeah. So like to the comedian part, I think the only way you get grace to a certain degree is if like you've already came out the gate with your comedic career always like pushing the envelope and saying wild crazy stuff <laughs> right. so like if you kind of like never was one with shock value with your comedy and you come and say something off the wall it's like oh get them out of here because unless because if you started off like that you may have like that coat like following that's like no you're gonna say some crazy outlandish stuff or whatever the case may be um but like you had used the phrase like freedom of speech. I think a lot of times when people hear um, freedom of speech, like they think that like, yo, you should be able to say whatever you want to say without any type of consequences or repercussions or whatever the case may be that may come with that. And so my interpretation of freedom of speech is freedom of speech as it relates to America to a certain degree it don't mean that like you can say what you want to say and like come out unscathed and not have to face any consequences or make any apology notes. Freedom of speech simply means you can say whatever you want to say and to a certain level of degree, you don't have to go to jail for it and lose your freedom. Exactly. Yes, yes, that that is, uh, I'm glad you said that, Edward. Uh, that is the letter of the law, the spirit of the law. Um, I, I get into uh, many... Uh, disagreements with uh, uh, many many of my friends on my side of the political aisle because I think that we forget that that uh, just like we have you know we want the freedom of speech to say whatever we want to say uh, people have the freedom of speech to disagree with us and to uh, uh, and to uh, show their disgust uh, with us um, but uh, and so and so they, they, they should be able to um, I understand what people talk about when they talk about cancel culture uh, and all that, uh, but I think the cure for cancel culture is, and I've, I want to be consistent with the baby, uh, even though if, if of all the uh, modern uh, rappers today, uh, he's probably one I like the best. Uh, though I don't listen to rap that often, uh, uh, or music period that often I, I do uh, enjoy uh, some of his stuff. Uh, but I'm gonna tell him just like I, I've said on the show before: don't apologize. Stop. You, you said what you were going to say, and, and if people got offended, it's their fault they got offended. Here's what it is. It's like, it's like you said, I thought he came from a certain angle. He apologized. He apologized today. He apologized twice. Yeah, yeah twice. today was the second time. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time he was just like, man, fuck y'all who got offended. If y'all got offended, it wasn't for y'all. My, my, my gay <laughs> fans, they keep it real. I'm like, right. But I ain't know, I ain't know about no second apology. Yeah, well, so he apologized again when he lost that seven show cancellation. He usually made probably close to 200 uh, occasions. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, bro. <laughs> yeah. ain't trying to do that no more, bro. Nigga done lost over a million dollars over this shit. Yeah, when it comes to opinions and stuff regular. like that and comments, why don't we ever get the <laughs> artists or public figures like actual opinion <laughs> of where they actually were coming from? rather than just, like, coming at their neck and having ready to apologize. Like, he could have actually said what I said earlier and say, you know what, I didn't mean to offend, but this is how I feel about this certain group of people in this certain area. Or, like, why, why does that certain thing in cancel culture? I never understood that. Like, we're still quick to come at their throats how it sounds, but 
that image that 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 side of what they're coming from is like blacked out. Right, like fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck what you thought. Fuck what you meant to say. This what yeah. we heard. You know what I'm saying? I always, always yeah. wanted that shit. What yeah. you think they do for this? They, they, they don't want to hear it. That uh, they don't think that that uh, anyone that thinks that doesn't think like them has uh, any valid thoughts that that may disagree with with who who they are, what, what their lifestyle is, or uh, and this this is not. I'm not just talking about LGBT. This is a anybody anybody that gets involved in cancel culture and that defends cancel culture. Um, and so, uh, all I say is the, the perfect remedy for it, number one, to, you got to take the consequences. You got to take the consequences of, hey, somebody's going to have something to say. Somebody may have to pull some money, all this, blah, blah, blah. But if we want to get back to a world where people are not scared to tiptoe and, and try to, you know, second guess, well, should I say this? Should I not say this? Blah, blah, blah. We just got to just, hey, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care what, uh, what people say. If somebody gets offended, they're in charge of their feelings. I didn't, I didn't say it to be offensive, but if somebody gets offended, it is what it is. And even if I do say something to be offensive, so what? So be it. That's why I, I say, and I might, you know, sound like I'm uh, both sizing it or, or being a hypocrite, but I want us to be able to say whatever we want to on here. And for anyone that's listening, and if, if we talk about a particular athlete or a particular uh, people group and Whatever we say might might sound offensive. You shouldn't care what we say. It is what it is. Especially athletes who are getting paid millions of dollars. Who cares what we're saying? You that should not affect you. So you know, as long as we uh, stop uh, worrying about the consequences, just keep on talking and and stuff. I think that's the that's the only remedy to uh, to cancer culture. So my thoughts on it. I think that's the way to be bulletproof against cancel culture. That's no way to stop it. But that's going to be a, what you're talking about is how it don't affect us at all. Because we still going to come out the gate and fuck you and your mama. So There's no such I, thing as rebuttal culture, though? Can that ever get started? Rebuttal? That's it. Yeah, rebuttal culture. Like, can you hear what the fuck they got to say? I'm like sorry. They, what they actually, never, fuck, fuck the I'm apology. You know, I want to see your bro. angle on this motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Nah. Yeah, but it, I mean that's it's the same. This is the same. This is basically the same thing, just an action of what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, hey, they try to cancel you. Okay, I, I don't care. Whatever. Da, 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 I'm gonna keep talking, and then you know you, you can rebut it. So you have to. Yeah. We can go ahead and move on, Edward. <laughs> Y'all good? Any closing hey. remarks? That's, you called me. Bullshit. I, you called me and me. It's just the cue to let you know, like, let's try to put a bow. It's not an abrupt shut up. Yeah, I know, I, I know. Wanna, it was just like, ah. I just <laughs> want to say that, man, hey, it's easy for them to say, you know, not to respond, you know, not give a fuck, but hey, the man don't want to miss out on financial gain. Um, man, I get that? There's anybody. I, I get it. I, I Listen, I definitely understand it's a cost to it. Uh, you know, uh, he probably has other things that he that he is trying to do and fight for other than freedom of speech, right? He's trying to fight for his pockets. So I get that, right? But if for those for those who are concerned about freedom of speech, for those who are concerned about uh, how we talk and do things in the culture, the best posture that I that I think is out there is I don't care. I don't care who who comes and tries to cancel da da da. Keep coming. I'm gonna keep talking. 
Council culture, council culture has power only where like the power of council culture is allowed. So it's like if you continue to move and act as if like them trying to counsel you has no bearings on your life or how you move and go, I'm like, well, this doesn't affect him. Let's go see what else we can counsel to see if we can get under their skin. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We have to get blackballed by YouTube, and that'll never happen. I don't know. I, I might say something. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll never happen. I've seen niggas get their head chopped off on YouTube. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, YouTube yeah. love that ad revenue, boy, yeah, like a motherfucker. That's <laughs> too much money. Oh, y'all love this video? Shit, yeah, man. Yeah. We gonna put some ads on this motherfucker. I don't know. Yeah, if we, if we say something about if we say something. Sometimes we make some money. Hey, if we say something about COVID, you know, but we definitely get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> we get flagged quick. Uh, yeah, man. But now nah, transitioning, <clears throat> transitioning over to uh, the U.S. Olympics. Uh, I'm sometimes I well I used to somewhat get bored because I could never truly determine like when is it the actual like finals and they're competing and like when it's just like the prelims, but prelims all the way down to like the actual uh races whether they competing for gold and all that has uh been fire um Simone Biles she just recently came back right before the uh final uh final events ended for gymnastics she plays uh bronze uh on the beam um after you know taking her mental break uh with the team competition so she came back was able to win bronze uh, probably talk about her more down the road as I think, you know, she may be uh, retiring after this year. Um, so uh, there's a, I want to say he's the youngest, uh, don't quote me on it, but I think he is uh, one of the, uh, the youngest, either the youngest athlete in general or at least the youngest uh, from the U.S., uh, Arianne Knighton, uh, 17 years old. What fucking is Right, and so uh, just um, he just came in first uh, in the preliminary rounds uh, in the 200-meter uh, dash. I mean, and he's so fast. You know, he got the all your Division One football teams trying to, like, get him to uh, play, but he's, like, locked in on a, a, a track and field with the Olympics. So uh, salute to him. Uh, and uh, so I, found, I figured it out. I found the Houston connection. Uh, Tamara Mensah Stock, uh, the first uh, black woman to is it black first black woman to win gold in uh in the U uh, in the Olympics for wrestling. She is our very own H Town Houston native. So triple salute to you, uh, representing America all the way from H Town. Um, this has nothing to do with the Olympics, but I don't know if y'all know of him. Um. Derek Lewis, he's a UFC fighter. He's also from Houston, Texas. And so he recently uh, just had a, a US, uh, USC, <laughs> UFC fight where he won. He was being interviewed and, like, knocking the dude out left and right. And so they were just talking to him, like, oh, talk about the fight. How did you finish him? Da, 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 da. He was just like, hey, man, I'm a champion, you know. Swing and bang. That's how it is. Ace time, baby. <laughs> and I just had so much pride and joy hearing him say wow. that. <laughs> uh, so it would have been triple live if he was like on the Olympic stage saying that. But it's all good, man. So uh, salute to um, Derek Lewis, man, uh, representing Ace Town uh, in the UFC uh, sector. Um, another girl, uh, 
don't believe she's a, a Houston uh, native, but nonetheless, she's a USA native. <laughs> Representing uh, the uh, USA, um, a thing move. That's her name, a thing move. Uh, she just won gold in 800 meter, and she set an American record running the uh, 800 meters uh, in a, a minute 55 seconds. She's um, 19, right? Yeah, Nineteen. Uh, yeah, she nineteen. Yeah, she nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, so and then, so I don't know if you haven't go to follow at Emacs Facts. Uh, it will be posted by the time you listen to this. Um, but she is from the Netherlands. Uh, Safan Hassan. She won the fifteen hundred meter preliminary round. And the reason it's so it's a big deal that she won is because she actually failed and got tripped up in the back of the pack on the final lap. And she didn't even break a stride. She just tumbled, rolled, and went and got everybody. Uh, so definitely expecting her to win and go, uh, you know, once they, you know, get through all the uh, round semifinals and all of that. So um, go check out uh, Safan Hassan from the Netherlands and her run uh, at Emacs Stacks page. Um, and it's one more. I, this dude. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, uh, I don't know if it's Kirsten or Carsten, but uh, Carsten Warholm. He set the uh, Olympic and world record uh, for, I believe, is 400 meter hurdles uh, with a time of 45.94, and dude broke his own record. Bruh, hey. So that that record has been has been standing, I think, twenty eight years. Yeah, yeah, close to twenty eight, I believe. Uh, they say, so, if not exactly. Yeah, and and for so I, I used to do the uh, the long. So in Florida, we had three hundred meter hurdles, not the uh, four hundred meter hurdles in high school. Uh, but um, to to run a sub forty six second four hundred meter hurdle race is almost as significant as getting under four minutes in a mile. I, I mean, no one thought that, that any, any, any person would be able to do that. And uh, I mean, there, there are uh, professional track athletes in the 400 meter dash who run 45 seconds. And, and so uh, to run 45, a 45 second 400 meter dash with 10 obstacles in your way, that was phenomenal. And shout out, shout out to the silver medal winner, uh, uh, the, the guy from the U.S. Yeah. Uh, who ran his heart out. I was actually, when I was re-watching it, I was proud to see him because I, he said his well, own. I, was, I thought he had another I thought he was going to I thought he had another I was like, oh my gosh. So that was a, that was a great race to see. Uh, shout out to, to, uh, to the guy who won. That was phenomenal. Um, so. Uh, and then even even the guy that came in third place, he set a record uh, for for himself and for uh, the, the, the South American record. So it, it was a great great race to see. Yeah, man, I definitely thought um, his name is a uh, I don't know if it's correctly pronounced Ray or Ray, but uh, Ray Benjamin for for the uh, USA uh, came uh, won the silver. Um, Definitely thought he had another year, Christian. I was, I was yeah. well, <laughs> see, he was coming up on that, uh, you know, the the eighth hurdle, um, coming off the curve, and uh, uh, but then once they got to the ninth hurdle, 
your boy started pulling away, and then he's, at the end, he's yeah, man, uh, it was done. So yeah. it was yeah, impressive. Nah. It was it was mighty impressive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, and Benjamin, he had like a very like heartfelt interview uh, afterwards. You can go to at Emacs and actually check that out too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, like you know, obviously the emotions of him wanting to come in first, but also just being able to like uh, watch live right after he got done racing, like his family sitting there cheering him on. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, yeah, salute to you, Benjamin. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I know you want to come in first, but man, appreciate you representing our country, man. Triple salute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a twenty-nine year. 29 year record yeah. to be exact. Yeah. 29 year record to be exact. Like, I, for, for anyone that's, that, that, that feat is, uh, it's freaking amazing, man. It, yeah. Because, like, watching, like, watching all the races that I've been watching, like, there's only a handful of races where you can conserve your energy and still be able to, like, hit another gear and still win. Yeah. But, like, that particular race with, like, Warhol, he came out booking from the very beginning and didn't let up at yeah. all. He yeah. had one, like, one gear, and it was go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he definitely earned that, man. He definitely earned that, man. Um, But, yeah, we'll talk about uh, more Olympic stuff uh, as the uh, games continue to unfold, see what the, the USA team will do. Uh. Luka Doncic been killing it. Almost had a triple double. Um, I think that was against maybe Germany. I think he like beat Spain. So he balling leading his team. Uh, USA team. They handling their business thus far. Kevin Durant just uh, recently uh, surpassed Camilla Anthony, uh, being an all time leading scorer for the USA men's Olympic team. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. Um, also to. Uh, well, I'll wait till they win go. I'll wait till they win go. Never mind. Uh, yeah, NFL, NFL. Hey man, we got preseason uh, starting at the Hall of Fame game uh, coming up on Thursday. You have the uh, Dallas Cowboys, America's team, uh, is uh, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, yeah, I'm excited, man, to finally get football back. I uh, get to say something now on the podcast. You know, I've been uh, silent from, you know, most of it. Uh, we're talking about the NBA and stuff like that. But it's exciting, man. Uh, I think uh, uh, both both squads have some uh, rookies that, that I, I love to see. Uh, I love to see what Dwayne Haskins does for the Steelers, uh, to see how he looks. Um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you know, Najee Harris and Pat Fryer and stuff like that for the Steelers. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how much we're going to see of uh, – of uh, Michael Parsons uh, for the uh, for the Cowboys, which I really would be interested to see how they use him. Um, I think he might end up playing more DN than linebacker this year. Uh, to be honest with you, he's gonna be a tight end canceler. That's what he's gonna be. He's yeah. gonna cancel your fucking tight end. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, you know. I'm, I'm hoping Dan Quinn can um, can can uh, be kind of creative with how, how he uses. He's him. gonna cancel your fucking tight end. I no. cannot wait to see you niggas not do shit with your tight end. But also too, I want to see. I want to see what my guy Simi Fahoko out of Stanford. Uh, I want to see what what he can do out there. And no, then, bro, that he a dog. You talking about the receiver? Yeah, the receiver. Yeah, he a dog. I, bro, you know I've been watching, man. I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the Cowboys. I want to see what I want to see what he can do. 
and then they also have uh, an undrafted free agent uh, wide receiver, TJ Vasher, out of uh, Texas Tech. Uh, 6'6", uh, very slender guy. If he can put on some weight, he might be able to tight end and uh, do something there. Uh, so, uh, just, you know, he, he has the height. Uh, he has good hands. Uh, his move, move, movement ability is not that great, but, you know, that, that wide wingspan is, is there. So, uh, you know, uh, may, maybe he might be something. Uh, I also want to see what uh, another undrafted uh, uh, rookie for the, uh, for the Steelers uh, Shakur Brown, uh, cornerback out of Michigan State. Uh, he was projected to go fourth round in a lot of uh, mock drafts that I saw um, uh, before the draft, and he went undrafted. So I want to see uh, uh, what, what he does uh, for them on Thursday night. Bro, help me understand this, because I've never been able to understand this. Yeah. How the fuck a motherfucker don't get drafted on draft night and then, like, two or three weeks later, he just on the team one draft. Like, y'all just going to rob this man of his glory? Like, Well, yeah, so after the draft, after the draft, what happens is uh, teams are start calling, you know, the draftable players that didn't get drafted, and, you know, basically try to recruit them in to, to, to come into camp. And so, um, you oh, know, a lot, a lot of times, uh, you know, some of the, the better players that, that they can get drafted, they'll have multiple teams contact them. Uh, I mean, immediately after, like, once the last pick is done, phone start. Um, and so, you know, they'll entice them with different signing bonuses and stuff like that. And then they get to choose where, wherever they want to go. So uh, for the most part, that it doesn't really take that long. It's usually, it's usually you know, two or three days uh, where they undrafted free agents to figure out where they're going to uh, – what team they're going to be with. And so, uh, so you know, they, they have a chance, man, uh, you know, uh, you get preseason games now this year, uh, which it was harder last year for for undrafted guys to uh, to show their skill because they didn't get a chance to, to play in the games. So they had to you know show everything in practice, and a lot of practices were in shorts. Uh, so, uh, but luckily, like the Jags, they were able to find James Robinson, who was an undrafted guy last year. But uh, hopefully, you know some of these other undrafted guys can uh, can get a look. Uh, you know, I know I'm getting a little long winded, Edward, uh, but just a couple guys that I kind of want to see. Who went undrafted? Uh, I want to see see what they do uh, later on. Um, Kay Johnson, wide receiver uh, for the uh, Seahawks. Um, I think he's out of South Dakota State. Uh, I, I think he he has a chance to be something special. Uh, uh, he was compared to Tyler Lockett before the draft, so uh, it's funny that he ended up going to the Seahawks. Uh, and then uh, our Darius Washington, uh, safety out of TCU. Um, oh, so that was on the Trey Lance board. You said South Dakota State. South Dakota, so that, that was his rival. South, so Trey Lance is North Dakota. Uh, oh, no, you are in North Dakota. Kay Johnson, South Dakota uh, State, uh, same uh, college that uh, Dallas Goddard went to. Uh, but uh, also, too, another un undrafted guy, uh, our Darius Washington for the Ravens safety, went to TCU. Um, some odd drafts had him early in the second round. Uh, going uh, and so uh, Chris Sims had him as I think his second best uh, safety in the draft uh, in his in his rankings and so um, uh, I, I really want to see what, what he does especially with the Ravens defense so I think he'll be able to make the team so we'll see man a lot of, a lot of good stories uh, it's, it's it's exciting man to have football back and I want to see uh, you know uh, what some of these guys do young guys get you know get a chance to make the team and see see how they do that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, 
Well, we it's August weekend, so not too long, uh, not too long before the NFL season kickoff. Uh, basketball will be right back upon us. Um, so real quick before we get to the meat and potatoes of a uh, free agency. Well, I guess this is all the meat and potatoes, but got a little bit of uh, I'm going back for seconds, if you will. <laughs> all right, man. So if you haven't heard already, um, here are some free agency moves that have already happened. Uh, it's for Nip. <laughs> He's like, this for Nip. All right, so you got Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is uh, leaving the Pelicans. He agreed to a four-year deal for $85 million, uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Kyle Lowry uh, leaving Toronto. Finally, he's going to be on a three-year deal headed to the Miami Heat. Um, you've got Trevor Ariza. He, he is leaving the Miami Heat, headed to the Lakers for a one-year deal. So is Dwight Howard leaving these Philadelphia 76ers, headed to the Lakers on a one-year deal. Uh, Derrick Rose re-signed uh, with the New York Knicks on a three-year deal for $43 million. Alex Caruso, he's out of L.A. He's headed to the Chicago Bulls on a four-year deal for $37 million. Uh, JaVale McGee, he is leaving the Denver Nuggets. He's headed to the Phoenix Suns on a one-year deal for $5 million. See if he can help them get back to the NBA Finals or in the playoffs. Uh, Evan Fournier, he's leaving the Celtics. He agreed to a four-year deal for $78 million with the New York Knicks. Uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, I was kind of shocked to see this move. Uh, he will not be with the Bucks this upcoming season. He signed a two-year deal for $15 million uh, with the Miami Heat. And then you got Jared Allen, uh, who is the center of the Cavaliers. Um, Drafted, I'm gonna say maybe 17, not too long ago. Uh, still a young, young guy, Jerry Allen. He signed a five-year, hundred million dollar deal with the Cavs. Uh, then you got Duncan Robinson making history, agreed to a five-year deal for 90 million. That is the biggest contract ever for an undrafted player in the NBA. So salute to uh, Duncan Robinson on that uh, re-signing with the Miami Heat. Then you got the Portland Trailblazers. They signed Norman Powell. Uh, five-year, $90 million. Um, so they re-signed him. Tim Hardaway, he signed back with the Dallas Mavericks. Four years, $72 million. Blake Griffin signed a one-year deal with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So he's staying in uh, Brooklyn. Ken Bazemore, he is leaving uh, the Warriors. He agreed to a one-year deal with the Lakers. Then you got Devontae Graham. He is leaving the Hornets, and he is uh, with a sign-and-trade agreement. He is headed to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, headed to New Orleans with the Pelicans. Um, Nicholas Batum signed for two years again with the Clippers. Cody Zeller agreed to a one-year deal with the Trailblazers. Then you got, make sure I read the stats correctly, Trey Young, five years, 207 mil uh, contract extension on his rookie deal. Uh, a slight clause to it. He has to make uh, all NBA team this upcoming season to uh, have the full $207 million of that five-year contract. If you don't, uh, he'll only get $172 million. <laughs> Uh, so uh, shout out to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? 
and look, and he don't have to make first team. He just got to make one NBA All Team. He could be the third team, and he still get that. Team oh yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, Stephen Curry. He also made history uh, with his contract. He signed a contract extension, four years, two hundred and fifteen million with the Warriors. He's the first player in NBA history to sign two uh, contracts worth two hundred and mil, worth two hundred million dollars plus million dollars. So Steph did that. Chris Paul also made history. He is the oldest player in NBA history uh, to sign a, a contract for a hundred uh, plus million. He just re-signed with the uh, Phoenix Suns for four years, and his contract is worth 120 M's. Um, DeMar DeRozan. The, huh? They really gave him $100 million gave, for four more years of that shit? They gave him 120, bro. I think it's, like, worth 120. I'm not... I'm not, right, right. Over the, I'm, I'm not sure what clause is going to him getting yeah. the whole 120, but definitely 100 M's. Um, That's fucking crazy. Yeah, so I want to say over his career, and again, he's the oldest player to ever sign for a hundred plus, a hundred plus million dollars. Uh, so that's that's history. Uh, supposed to get Devin Booker some help. That's all you're supposed to do was get Devin Booker some help <laughs> with all of that money. But uh, but DeMar DeRozan signs. DeMar DeRozan is no longer with the Spurs. He signed with the Chicago Bulls for three years. Uh, eighty-five million dollars. Um, you got Michael Conley with the Utah Jazz. He signed for three years, sixty-eight million dollars. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He just signed a contract extension for five years, one hundred and seventy-two million dollars. Uh, the Warriors. Uh, they just signed Otto Porter Jr. Uh, not sure exactly uh, the particulars on his contract, but the Warriors did sign him. Andre Drummond, leaving the Lakers, he's headed to the 76ers on a one-year deal. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, they got Patty Mills, two-year deal, $12 million. Um, Malik Monk agreed to, I believe he, he was also a one-year deal. Yeah, come back Lakers. down to that leg show. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Keep going. Carmelo Anthony, one-year deal with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, recently just happened, Bobby Portis re-signing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, two years, nine million. I wish they would have oh, That's why they let him go. Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Bobby Portis. Good luck. Not a bad player, but good luck. Yeah, so... Uh, so that's uh pretty much most of the uh, most of the meat and potatoes going on around the league right Ted now. Ted Martin uh, Tucker, three years, thirty-two million. Um, yeah, let's let's, let's yeah see. yeah yeah. You forgot this for Nipsey. It's for my nigga Nipsey. Hold on, say that again. Taylor Norton Tucker, three years, thirty-two million. You know. Right, he's yeah he's resigning with the Lakers. Uh. And this this happened before free agency, but also I don't think we did on the last episode. Westbrook is now also with the Lakers. It's for well. my nigga Nipsey. <laughs> I was I think that may have happened before uh after we shot last week's episode. Uh and also with uh Wayne Ellington, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, and Trevor Reza, all all are with the Lakers now on a one-year deal, and they all previously played with the Lakers before, uh, early on in their careers. Um, 
So, yeah, man, uh, I pretty much know where this conversation is going to go. So y'all take it away. <laughs> yeah, man. So first things, uh, completely first, I want to say this. Lakers being healthy and really, even if some role players get hurt, we still will be okay because that's how deep our bench is now. After today's haul by uh, Rod Kalinka. Who, who, by the way, and, and let's and let's dwell on him for a little while. Rob Palenka has been GMing his ass off since he got this job. People were skeptical at first of him even getting the position over other candidates that they deemed worthy. Right. But he has shown himself to be stupid. One of the better GMs in the league, more than competent to say the least. Uh, so I do want to give a big shout out to Rob Palenka, but. We all know who's really masterminding this shit, man. Uh, LeBron, Devontae, James. That's not his middle name, y'all, but y'all. You know, it, it went, though. It flowed. It flowed. <laughs> man, come on, man. And, and come on. This got LeBron James written all over it, man. Just signings. Um, a lot of former Lakers coming home to try to, you know, win one more. One man, two well. Absolutely, right? Uh, we got the reunion, or not even reunion, rather, but uh, if you want to think about it in the Olympic sense, uh, the reunion of, you know, Braun and Melo. Though a later duration, you know, I still do believe, you know, with that addition, uh, formidable front court to say the very least. Uh, he is the modern uh, version of what, you know, the NBA wants in a stretch for. Um, I think Jason Tatum fitting that mold perfectly, but one could argue Jason Taylor could also play the three very seamlessly as well, though Boston uses them as before. Um, you know, it's just uh, the Lakers, man, uh, they, they'll, they'll win the championship. I just think. I just want to interject real quick. Is uh, So with the Laker deal, what went into the Lakers getting Westbrook was they gave the Wizards uh, Carl, Carwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and uh, – they're 26 yeah. first round first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really give up shit. So we gave up somebody um, who really didn't have the room to grow and blossom into the player whom I feel like they will, which that being Kyle Kuzma. He was more so hampered the style of play that he plays. He's scoring forward, and there just aren't that many opportunities for him to consistently do that. I think he'll be better where uh, wherever he ends up. I don't know if the Wizards are looking into trading him. There was some rumors around that. But, uh, man, they were looking at Taylor Horton Tucker, like a uh, guy I just mentioned. Um, he's shown himself to be, a, you know, a 6'7 guard slash forward who can, you know, play and step right into that Kyle Kuzma role. And, and one could even think, even thrive in it. I don't think that's laughable at all because I think he made – It is laughable. He's way better than Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. I was going to say he's more skilled than Kyle Kuzma at this particular point in his career. This video might age poorly if Kyle Kuzma keeps progressing. But as it stands today, you know, uh, August 3rd, 2021, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, I think, is a better player than Kyle Kuzma. That is not a stretch to say at all. But um, I just think the Lakers all together are well put together from top to bottom. If he ain't better, he's more consistent. And then let's shout out to Malik Monk, man. The guy was a five-star recruit out of high school, um, you know, played at Kentucky. Didn't really get the shine that he, I, I felt like he deserved uh, while on the Charlotte Hornets, uh, being that they were a guard-heavy team at the time. You know, he was a part of it. But, man, the dude is like a baby JR, can shoot the ball from three, uh, shot 40% last year. And if you ain't careful, he'll sneak by you and boom on you. 
bars, for sure. Like, um, he, he definitely liked that. I think he'll have that opportunity, uh, especially playing for a championship team, man. I think the Lakers uh, did a hell of a job in free agency. But I'll say this, uh, Patty Mills uh, did go to the Nets, and I was very, um, very disappointed that uh, they end up getting him. But like I said, I believe the Lakers will be. Uh, they'll be champions this year, you know, uh, health committee. I'll say this, and I'll, like, toss it back to y'all. Uh, so, do I believe in LeBron James to make all this work? Yes, I do. I have that faith in LeBron James. If you give him all of this and he don't have to, like, shoulder the burden of, like, damn, Anthony Davis hurt, like, Oh, Westbrook. Okay, cool. Bet. All right. Take your time. Go sit out. Do what you need to do, AD. You know, we good. Um, so I understand, I understand like that aspect of it and it being like a big bonus for the Lakers and like LeBron James. Um, but like all it with the entire roster that they got, they make moves going into the trade deadline once the season started, whatever, right? Like I look at this just trying to play devil's advocate. It's like, yeah, you got all these players. But, like, as the, as the season goes on, like, you're trying to find your rotation. And, like, this roster that you're, like, killing and making so much noise with eventually comes down to this. And maybe you have maybe you have a nine-man rotation because all these players aren't, aren't going to play at the same time. Maybe some guys get opportunities because of injury, whatever the case may be. So, yes, I believe in LeBron James. But, and, like, who's going to argue, yo, you have a rotation of, like, LeBron James, Westbrook, and AD. Like, we're not even going to talk about, like, how we expect Melo to flourish far more than he did in Portland. Um, but, like, I just – like, I don't I don't know um, – what's his name? What's the head coach? I can't think of the head coach. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, like, I don't know. Don't do know. it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what lineups are going to come out of, like, how, however training camps may go and whoever he may tend to favor okay. or like more out on the like court. That. So, while, yes, I believe in LeBron James to make do with what he has, I don't know if Frank Vogel will find favor in championship rotations. But, again, I'm prefacing that by saying I know who really cares much about a rotation and a bench win. Oh, A.D., LeBron, and Westbrook. Like, go figure. But I'm just saying, in terms of team ball, building together, chemistry, flowing, having an offense that's fluid, I don't know if rotations may get in the way of, like, you thinking, all right, now we got all these blockbuster guys to make headlines. But as that rotation tends to strength, like, what does that look like for the Lakers? Competing with everybody else around the league. They have a lot of well, you, I think that's the role players, bro. A lot of those players that they have are trial and error role players. They tried to do too much, and they, they figured out this is my role, and I'm ready to win. So that's why I even jumped on the bandwagon. I'm like, I got all the right kind of role players, players that don't question what they are. They already players established, who I am who exactly I am. I'm going to do it. what they came to do. You yeah. came here on a one-year, two-year deal. Brother, you knew what this is, and you know what this was, like. Yep, I'm trying I know. to know. So this is a championship. To your, to your point, bro. What makes you? I feel like. I guess I gotta ask you. What makes you not trust Frank Vogel with components? Say that again. <clears throat> what makes you not trust Frank Vogel with components? And also, the Lakers did pick up Kendrick Nunn. Uh, 
unrestricted free agent from the Heat, who is also an undrafted uh, player as well, who's actually a great addition. And I'm not saying you're wrong. They just... signed Mac McClung, Texas Tech. Um, but see, Isaac, though, right? Door. So you're naming all those players, and my only thing is, like, all them dudes not going to be playing at the same time. Like, and I'm just talking about a summer league player. Uh, he, he's not oh, even going to make the active rotation. Well, yeah, him. make the active roster or whatever. So, like, I'm just saying, like, Shit, he might if he keeps showing up. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like it's a 15. Okay, LeBron, AD, Melo, Ariza, Ellington, Gasol, Howard, Baysmore, Nunn, Monk, uh, Horton Tucker. Like that's that's 15 guys I just named. Not even mentioning the rest of it because that's maybe what like 18, 20, maybe 18 guys on mm-hmm. the 12-man roster. And then that's mm-hmm. even going to shrink furthermore to maybe like a nine man rotation. I ain't gonna lie, all the names you named, that wasn't just 15 players just now, but go ahead. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Twelve man roster. Um I I'm just saying, I bro, Edward, I get where you're coming from, bro. I fuck with it all the way. We did, this is, bro. This bro. is this is what I'm saying. How I feel is we're talking about someone, because me and Ozzy just talked about it. We're talking about somebody who took out Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee to play small ball with the fucking Rockets. Worked his rotation. We're talking he's about willing somebody to acquiesce and who do actually play with different lines. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good enough coach to have LeBron as his, his player. Like Phil Jackson was still that much above Kobe Bryant to where he still kind of had to listen to him. Frank Vogel would be that coach out of all the coaches in the NBA. We'll still have that one little, I got this on you, LeBron. I got this one little coaching thing on you. Well, you still got to listen to me, and you still got to go with my flow and my rotation. It's been like that since Frank Vogel has got to L.A. Frank Vogel ain't never had no mishaps with his rotation. It's LeBron got hurt. AD got hurt. KCP not missing, not making shots. Alex Caruso not making shots. Kyle Kuzma, what the fuck are you doing? It has never been Frank Vogel with the components. Once you give Frank Vogel the components, i.e. a Roy Hibbert and a Paul George, they're going to take Miami to seven games. So, nah, Frank Vogel is good, bro. Just give him the components. Give him niggas that don't get injured, and we get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's, that's why I'm excited. I'm not excited about the pieces that the names. I'm excited about LeBron being I, like uh, Russell Westbrook, bring back that Stop <laughs> shooting those fucking threes, nigga. But I just feel like it's, it's just, it goes back. I mean, you're kind of going against your own earlier point. Like, we got this deep team so we can go and try different rotations and pieces for different teams that give us different problems matchup-wise. So we really can match up with anybody. If we need to roll out an entire lineup of just shooters, we could. We need to have the right person doing that, though. I think we do. You just mentioned that he's willing to go, you know, 10 to 12 men deep in a playoff situation to kind of figure out what. What? This is like the Miami this is like the Miami Heat. I mean, the two like the championship team, they was deep as hell. Like he did pick his poison with, you know, all the like players he had. Yeah. I'm so I mean, I'm not I'm 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 just I'm so like Isaac said he's caught up in the names. I don't really care about the names. Not that the names don't deserve respect. I have <laughs> I'm just wrapped up in like the X's and, X's and O's and like him finding and figuring out what their rotation is going to be when he needs to win a Bro, game. Bro, they're going to fucking tear through the NBA. They are. I was worried, like, because at first, Clay and Steph. So I'm like, no, nah, you, you still can't. But LaMelo. That shit ain't enough. No LaMelo, thank you. It's not. It's that not enough, enough no more. more. 
I love Clay Thompson, but no. They got too many pieces. They got, they got I, if, if the Lakers would have stayed intact and only just added a few names in free agency, I still would have gave the edge to the Warriors. On my mom, I would have. On everything. But it's, it's, too, it's too much now. It's too much. Way too much. This is, I, 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 I root for Ernie. You take, you take, you picking your poison. How you want this? You want a young spry six man off the bench? All right, come on, Malik. Come on. Shot forty percent last year. Okay, you need a sharp shooter to just go spot up. I'm like, okay, hard. Wayne Ellison, come on. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. LeBron and I need AD 10, 12 points right? off the bench real quick. LeBron AD, and AD, AD get hurt. AD get hurt. So you're saying Russell Westbrook and, and Melo go, go get a championship? THT, initiate the offense and go get me seven to ten, you know what I'm saying, seven to ten good points while LeBron sit down. Okay, come on. We got everything you want. I need y'all to crash the glass and go hard. Dwight, grab everything. Dwight, grab everything. It's over. Pause. <laughs> Don't grab everything, Dwight. And, and, and block everything. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> block everything. Grab everything. Oh, we're going to roll past that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man. Uh, Rigor Moreau, he, ho, what you know, Lakers info. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Lakers in three. I'm sorry, bro. Niggas is going to know that they lost after the first game in the series, bro. No more gentleman sweeps? Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. I can see us letting niggas get one game. You know, Brian on that let Brian be Brian shit. He'll, he'll, he'll let you win a whole game. He'll spot you a game in the playoffs. Nah, and he'll proceed to right off the next three. Four, there's there's no letting you win with that team play. I'm sorry. There is no uh, you got this one. Especially healthy. Uh... <laughs> For some kind of way, it's going to shape no up to where Golden State and L.A. don't have to play each other to the end. It's going to shape up that way. You think oh, they're yeah, going to get past the, the first and second seed? Ooh, you think Golden State get past the Clippers this year? Is Kawhi coming? Hey, I ain't going to lie to you. The no. West is going to be a fucking dog fight again. You thought If you thought the West was a dog fight this year, it was a lot of injuries that prevented a lot. But, bro, I'm just looking at if Jamal Jamal Murray coming back healthy, Will Barton coming back healthy to the Nuggets, the Nuggets is going to be formidable. Uh, along with Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic, the uh, reigning MVP, Tough. Clippers getting Kawhi back probably a third of the way through the season, the back half. They're going to be tough um, later on, like around next year, coming around the corner around February, March. Then you got um, who else? You got the Mavericks who ain't going away, led by Luka. You got Utah who's going to come back a little more healthier. Uh, I think Donovan wasn't as healthy as he'd like to be going into that initial series. You got the Suns still coming back. I didn't just name six, seven teams. Help me out. And then we got to make sure. That's what I'm telling you, man. This shit ugly. Yeah, yeah nah. It, I mean, it could very well. Oh, yeah, the Warriors. Like, Damn. Uh, uh, two, two to three, five game difference between one and seven or six. That playing so, tournament so, is going to be shitty. That playing tournament that the Clippers so, may so, have to do going to be a bug. That's going to be shitty. Yeah. Is Kawhi going back to the, uh, to the Clippers? He, yeah, yeah it's that's it, it's being reported that he's you know gonna resign. Yeah, what if that nigga leave? I'm like, what if that nigga leave? You're right. Uh, well, he's hurt right now. I was like, I ain't worried about him. Season starting three months, so he ain't. Should call George guy. Yeah. Paul George got it. They need to be trying to resign Reggie Jackson while they're talking about Paul George. That's what they they need to do. Because you fuck around, you want to wake up and the Lakers get Reggie Jackson. I'm going to go put 
$5,000 on Lakers in Vegas. Bro, didn't, Paul, hey. didn't they have a game seven in... Man, Reggie Jackson was averaging 20 points with a game in the playoffs, bro. I don't want to hear none of that. Bro, Paul just been Paul George, man. Hey, so going going back, so going back to the Lakers, uh, as their team is uh, constructed right now, and believing that uh, Frank Vogel is uh, going to put the pieces and find the right rotations to walk through whoever, or maybe not walk through, but be whoever. Um, as how the <clears throat> Brooklyn Nets are constructed, y'all think they walk through them, or do y'all think they beat them hand respectfully? Um, I think it'll be a good series, man. Uh, like I said, the Nets did uh, re-sign Blake Griffin, which is nothing to sneeze at. They also got Patty Mills today in free agency. Uh, so they, you know, they've uh, made some subtle splashes. But um, I, I think we, man, any type of lineup we want to roll out there, we can play small. And, and, and the thing about us is, bro, us playing small, is having Anthony Davis at the five, bro. Yes, to answer that your question. That is scary. To answer your question, they run through them as they are currently constructed. As they are currently constructed. If we want to go big, we put Dwight at the five, AD at the four, Chip Melo at the three, Braun at the one. Who you want at the two? THT? Kendrick Nunn? Like... Put Brown at the two and the rest at the oh, one. I forgot about Russell Westbrook. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. LeBron at the two, then Russ at the one. Yeah, this shit over. LeBron, Le okay, so out of A.D. Westbrook, can one of them get hurt and the Lakers still win the championship? Yes. Either one of them can be hurt. Yes. All right. Yeah, well, I'm not wishing none of that on my own. <laughs> yeah, let's stop talking about that shit. Cover them, God. Injuries. You ain't supposed to want niggas to get hurt so you can win the championship. No, so I don't want nobody to get hurt either, but I just know, like, that's just unfortunately but. the nature of the game. That's I mean, the nature of the game. You sick. said, you said, sick. You said, one of them niggas get hurt. You ain't skip Bayless shit tonight. Now, hmm. so let me ask you this. All the Lakers healthy all the way through the whole season. Do they, they not watch out the Lakers? They, they not watch out the Do they win 60 games? Of course. If okay. nobody okay. gets hurt. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to pose that question and be like, "Who you want to get hurt?" I'm just saying, like, barring, <laughs> like barring what injuries, do you still feel like okay? As long as obviously if LeBron get hurt, I don't think nobody expect them to win the championship. That's just like that's just the head of the snake, point blank. Period. I don't. Can I say this? Russell Westbrook could have not came. The mellow trade could have happened first. Russell Westbrook would have not came. I would have think that they would have got, okay, they're getting something. And then Russell Westbrook comes after Melo, then I'm going to still feel how I feel now that they're going to run through everybody, bro. Because now it's like, which way you want to get attacked? Like, you want a LeBron and Melo combination? Do you want a Melo and Westbrook? And do you want a Melo and AD? Or do you want an AD and Westbrook? Do you want an AD and LeBron? Do you want mm -hmm. a LeBron and Westbrook? It's like, it's so many different ways that you can be fucked. Yeah. yeah. It's like LeBron can go to the bench with peace. <laughs> that's what I'm saying I'm like this is why I'm like I'm so glad that he gets to chill now he finally gets to alright it's time for me to just chill because Russell want to turn up in the regular season and anyway. Melo both these niggas ain't got no ring LeBron like y'all want this shit go ahead both these niggas ain't got a ring bro you want to rebound and shit Russell and do all that shit go ahead both these niggas 
Dwight, Hello, you want some shots, nigga? Welcome back, Dwight. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's taken away from, like, a Westbrook or whatever. Like, you obviously, it's like this pain in narrative. Like, oh, you can't win with Westbrook. You can't win with Westbrook. And, like, and I've had this conversation before. I feel like what Westbrook always needed was just like a thorough coach, somebody of like a Pat Riley or like a Phil Jackson type of ilk to like guide him, guide his greatness, as opposed to just being like, oh, go do what you do, Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? And uh, though, you know, Frank, Frank Vogel may not necessarily like be up there with the names of like those types of coaches. Like I do think like LeBron is somebody that could, Guy Westbrook's greatness, you know, as opposed yes. to being better. Like, so basically, mm. what you're saying is, if LeBron win a, a ring with Westbrook this year, he's undoubtedly a better player than KD, and we should just lay that conversation to rest once and for all. Conversation. I mean, well, yeah, really, that was really, the conversation. Really, really, I'm talking about to the, to the people that I like, like I like to KD, have that but type goddamn. Conversation. And I love KD. KD, if you ever watch this, bro, don't try to. You know what you do, bro. Let me make it. the nigga said he oh, played with LeBron. Huh? KD said I played with LeBron on 2K. He said that. He did say that. Yeah. I'm, uh, Who you play with on 2K? I play with LeBron, man. Stop playing. <laughs> no, he did not. He's just like, no, I just I try not to play with myself, man. I'm not, you know, I'm a humble guy. And he was like, come on, man. Who do you play with? And he was just like, okay, I play with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, taking the uh, well, some everybody plays with LeBron. <laughs> Come on, bro, that nigga one man fast break. You gonna get in the lane and go dumb on anybody? That shit, yeah, shit. I've always no, like they got Giannis like that on two K. Nah, bro, Giannis so geeked up on two K is fucking ridiculous, bro. I can only imagine. I've always my entire two K team like always staying away from LeBron because I just felt like it was unfair, bro. <laughs> that guy Giannis fucking one man fast break fucking. Ducky, any if he get a foot inside, it's a man get out the way. I, boom I, I still think that two K disrespect LeBron on his threes now, because there was a time when LeBron would make every fucking three I came down the court with, but that was when he was with my ass, uh, and that was a that was a that was a LeBron driven two K at the time. Man, that was a LeBron and his fucking physical. Prime, I used to come bro. down and just pull that bitch at the elbow. He just. <laughs> Or do anything or fucking hop over a nigga like Jason Terry. Do y'all, uh, I know for me, I don't, and it's not even biased because he's going to Houston. This is like slight turn talking about the uh, NBA draft. Bro, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, people respect him because he's a high draft pick, bro, but I don't think like people really know what like Jalen Green got, like somebody like a Jalen Green got. Uh, he headed to the Houston Rockets. They gotta use that YouTube. <laughs> yeah, go use your YouTube. Um, bro, the two players that the Rockets got, bro, was like, okay, if, if they would have got one player and then the other nigga went other way, and like, you don't be worried about that. But the fact that they got both them niggas, like, I'm good. I like the Rockets at eight seeds. I called them to be at number eight last, last year and didn't quite make it. I'm hoping that the Rockets can get in eight, that good in that old play in tournament. Eight, nine, or ten, whatever the fuck those seeds is. I'm hoping that they can do that. And your boy Christian Wood coming back. So we straight. We straight. 
I don't. I want to get annihilated by the Lakers or the Warriors. Yeah, yeah bro. We, about you, though. we gotta try to get like, up. We there build it for the Dallas. future, man. I gotta get up there with Dallas and Denver and shit like that. We're hey, man, I'll skip this year and just go next year. Yeah, KPJ. He's too souped up. Uh, don't sleep on the young man as well. Uh, Josh Christopher from Arizona State, the guard that we drafted. We had three first round picks, and I think the Rockets' front job, Rockiel Stone, did a uh, hell of a job. Bro, whatever uh, happened to the Maxwell Nick? So he doesn't play for Rockets anymore, but it, the draft, like, we hit it out the park. It was excellent. Uh, Jalen Green is like a young mini. Watch what I say. He's Kobe Bryant-esque in the skill in which he possesses now at the age that he is. He has the potential to be an elite scorer of the basketball and to have scoring titles for years to come. Um, I, I like what Houston did, man. I really do. I we usually get our high draft picks right when we have a, a, a high lottery pick. We usually get them right. Last time we drafted in the lottery, I believe we drafted uh, Yao Ming, a Rudy. First battle. Rudy, but we traded him. First ballot. We know how to pick them. Uh, so I think um, I don't – well, obviously there's like – that like that Warriors debate, but uh, I think the Warriors because they it's been proven to them through their own system that like yo you can win championships through the draft. Uh, they had two, they had two lottery picks. Uh, Moses Moody, a guard from uh, Arkansas, and they also had um, Jonathan uh, Kaminga, who was a, a G League player for the uh, Ignite team uh, at the seventh pick. So they still got uh, what's his name, the center from last year. Nobody knows. Okay, I know what you're talking about uh, Wiseman. Wiseman, Wiseman. Uh, so they, so they, they're they're building young, um, and then they just gave stuff that contract extension. Um, so I'm not even really truly sure how much money they got to like play with to try to go get maybe um, one of the two fifteen, bro. You ain't got no more money. Right. Your free agent signing is Clay Thompson coming back off. Of <laughs> and you are absolutely right uh, about that. And so, uh, so um, yeah, man. I wonder, I wonder how the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, shake out uh, to be uh, this upcoming season. They still got Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Anyway, what you were saying? Uh, it... Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, Andrew Wiggins, get bro, busy. Stop. No, nah, I, I would tell you to stop. That, that, that fucking game, that was that? Yeah, that, 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 tournament? that one game on that year. And yeah, well, that was just last year. We could have we could have lost out and not been in the playoffs. They was fucking around with Andrew Wiggins now. Hey, man, Clay Thompson come back. This is, hey. Okay, now we're talking about something. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I like Andrew. It's, it's too, it's too much to deal with when Clay Thompson comes back. Pretty strong, great man. Strong, I'm saying. Player. You think it's, it's going to be too cool. much to deal with when he come back, bro? Yeah, not worried. Really not. Lakers and the Warriors in the the Western Conference Finals. The Denver, the 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 Nets. They and the may Bucks. not get past. I'm telling you, bro. If Jamal Murray come back and is, I'm t- 
They're not gonna get past the Nuggets. Look, bro, this is the. I don't. I'm. I'm away. I'm away. I ain't gonna even had an argument right now. I'm away. No. And I don't like the disrespect you're putting on Draymond Green right now. I don't like the disrespect you're putting on the fucking brainy MVP. I mean, the disrespect is coming from you. Yes. And Clay Thompson? Yes. And Steph Curry? Yes. And Andrew Wiggins? They, damn, they're going to hold this five on one. They're going to hold They're going to all hold it. Okay, so get from Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, who, who the fuck else you got? Aaron Gordon? Who is he? What does he do? Consistently, besides getting rebounds. And Duncan is an interior scorer. Uh, oh, so he didn't average like fucking 16 points. $20 right now that the, the, the Warriors, with a healthy Clay Thompson, with a healthy team, goes to the Western Conference Finals. $20 right now? $20 right now yeah, with a healthy it. Clay Thompson that they will beat out Denver, or Denver won't make it you at all. I got it on that. I got, it. I got it. I ran it up on it. All right. Bro, I don't know who you think they are. I don't know. Yeah. The Nuggets is going to have to beat out the Jazz, and they're not going to beat out the Jazz. Oh, now wait a minute now. That's the same niggas who got beat out two years ago. The very same team they beat out the Jazz. Very much so capable. And they're a better team now, presently constructed, than they were back then. Uh, I, I, I love to see it. Sedacious. Tell me if I'm right or wrong in making this, uh, trying to make this comparison. Do you have Chris Middleton type belief in Andrew Wiggins? No. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, bro. No, <laughs> not at all, brother. Stop playing. Okay. I just I don't know because you be scaring me with like the like you be speaking bro, like I mean, here's I'm just think about it, dog. If you go double up Giannis, and then you got Chris Middleton on the wing. It'll be the same. If you're going to try to double Steph, you're going to try to double Clay, and somebody's left to shoot. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, this has been another episode of Respect the Game podcast. As always, man, thank you, beautiful people, for listening. We do not take it for granted. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, if you like the conversation, love the conversation, hate the conversation, make sure you get in the comments, uh, tag us, GM us, or whatever. Um, and we will be back next week to make sure that you respect the game. Love you, beautiful people. Talk to you next week.